right, so once again, welcome back here to Lawler Rink. The score after two, Merrimack leads Lowell two to nothing. And uh, joining us here in the second intermission, Andy Merritt from UMass Lowell Radio, uh, color announcer for the Riverhawks. And uh, first of all, Andy, working with uh, longtime broadcaster Bob Ellis. Tell us, tell us what that's like. <laughs> it's uh, Bob's a heck of a character. It's been a lot of fun. This is my first year on the broadcast, and um, you know he's he's certainly a pro's pro. He's kind of an old school kind of broadcaster. And, uh, I'm just trying to keep up with him and, and analyze the game as best I can. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I've known Bob since 1984, back when he was calling high school hockey in this area for WLLH. And uh, so I've known him going back then. I've actually also had the opportunity to, to do color on some games with him. And, uh, you know, when you talk about guys uh, who are characters, this is just one of a kind. You know, there's never been anybody, I think, like Bob Ellis and may, may not be again. No, I, I don't. It's hard to describe Bob to people. Unless you work in hockey, it's, it's really hard to kind Can of... Can you do his goal call? Can you imitate it for us? Well, he, he, he does it different ways every time, and I don't want to blow out your audio, but it's, you know, it kind of takes him a second, he finishes the call of the play, and then it's, he scores! And he, and he gets that excited from both sides, which I do appreciate, because he gets you fired up for the game when he's uh, when he's really screaming, but uh, no, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's uh, a new kind of uh, gig for me. I've been traditionally just kind of a writer who occasionally does some broadcasting, and now this is this is more of a um, a regular thing here. I've been with the team all year long and haven't missed more than two games all year. So um, it's been interesting to follow the team, but also to work with Bob every weekend. And you know, you kind of get used to each other's rhythms and all that. Come about uh, getting this radio job. How, how did the pieces fall into place? Well, so uh, Jimmy Connolly, who I think a, a lot of people who follow, follow college hockey will know, Jimmy Connolly's name. Um, for, he's has written for Usco for a long time and was doing the Lowell broadcast for several years after Chad Scoggins retired. Uh, but then Jimmy decided he wanted to spend a little more time with the family and have the occasional Friday night off, which I, I guess I understand. Not this, this is where I'd be anyway, but that's fine. Uh, but no, so Jimmy wanted to take a step back, so they were looking for uh, for someone who kind of knows Hockey East and uh, knows the team a little bit. And I had the opening, I had some time to do it, and so they reached out, and, uh, and here I am. All right, we're through two periods of play here, Merrimack leading 2 nothing. It seems to me like they're getting a lift from it being senior night and knowing it's their last home game of the season. Maybe that's the difference here. I'm not sure. What's your take on the first two periods? Yeah, I mean, it, certainly Merrimack looks like a really good hockey team tonight. They're doing a lot of things right, getting bodies to the front of the net, just the, the fundamental stuff. Um, but also this this Lowell team, unfortunately, we've seen this Lowell team quite a few times this year. Usually it's on Saturday nights when they're a little tired from the night before, but um, just lacking in that sort of attention to detail and sense of urgency that when they don't have it, they don't do very well, and that's that's how the game's played out. I was blown away that the shot totals were as close as they were in the second period. I think that was a little generous for, for Lowell. Um, you know, I, I think they, they came out a little flat, take, took a couple of penalties early in the first period, and that uh, made it hard to get anything going in the first period. Second period, they had a couple of power plays and still couldn't get it, get it moving. So it's a team that has struggled to really get the offense going and struggled to get the power play going. And some nights it's been there, a lot of nights it hasn't. It's funny, the last couple of weeks, coming into this game on four straight losses, I think all four of those losses, they looked really good. Um, they they were even arguably the better team in, in two or three of those losses. But tonight, they, they are really struggling to keep up with what Merrimack's doing. And it's, it's frustrating because it kind of feels like a regret for the Riverhawks. I'm kind of curious to what your take is. I, know I feel like, you know, first of all, I think we all agree that across uh, across the league as a whole that, you know, it's not quite... Uh, 
I guess, you know, the top teams in the league aren't as good as the top teams have been in the past. The best team in hockey East isn't battling for number one in the polls, for instance, or even top five. But regardless, you've got a situation here where the top four, at least, are, you know, they've got some talent, some pretty good teams. And even the rest of the teams, there's not that much to choose from. I mean, you're looking at a Merrimack team that's in 11th that went up and beat... Uh, you know, a fifth-place main team once could have beat him twice and uh, and playing well against Lowell here. I don't think there's been that much to choose, really, necessarily some from five or six down to 10 or 11. What, what's your take? You know, it's a really funny season because this is about as tight as I can remember this league being, especially at this, at this point in the year when everything's still up for grabs. Uh, nobody's separated by more than a few points in, you know, one direction or the other. Um, you know, there's a, there's a battle for first, there's a battle for fourth, there's a battle for sixth, there's a battle for ten. You know, everywhere there's been battles, and it's kind of been that way all year. There's been no separation, which is wildly entertaining. On the flip side, on the national picture, as you said, Mike, it just, I, I think one thing that, that actually Mark Dennehy said to us before the game, um, I don't know if we were on air or if we were just talking casually that, you know, the the non-conference games have really hurt the league this year, that yeah. nobody did very well non-conference-wise, and a lot of those losses were on the road. Yeah. So those were games that, you know, if, if you're playing at home, you pick up a couple more wins, maybe the whole conference rises a little bit, the pairwise rankings look a little bit better for you at this point in the year. I don't think it's necessarily a down year in terms of overall quality. Uh, certainly the league is missing some of that star power. You don't have the... Um, it's funny, I was just talking to Mike McMahon in our first intermission about this. You don't have the Jack Eichels, you don't have the Johnny Gaudreau's, but um, but I think there are some... You do have Adam Gaudette, though, and Dylan Sakura. Right, and, and other than that one team, though, other than Northeastern, there aren't really any teams in this league where it's like, well, they've got this great player who we're going to be talking about for years. So maybe it's because BU might be that team, right? Maybe, to some extent, maybe BC's that team, but the players are just too young and inexperienced at this point. I think that's you know that's a big part of it, that, that actually BU and BC both are, are very young, especially yeah. Boston College. You know, we, we saw that you know, playing them three times in, in a couple of weeks, um, that it's not the same BC team. Maybe they will be eventually, but it's not that kind of team where you have a couple of those big starts. And, and they're really, other than Northeastern, there aren't any teams like that in the league. So it's been really interesting to see. There's parity. I think all the teams are pretty good. Um, and they just they didn't get any help early on in the season when everyone was losing to non-conference opponents. Yeah, so an interesting point there. You know, Merrimack's non-conference record might have been about 500, but they went on the road and beat Denver. <laughs> they went on the road and tied Minnesota Duluth. So, you know, like you said, you know, up and down the league you can find, you know, teams have had flashes of, uh, of brilliance and good games here or there, but maybe not to, just not quite enough. Well, you had a chance to go out to Arizona State earlier, or what was that experience like? That was something else. I mean, first of all, You'll never hear me complain about going to Tempe in January. Uh, although, oddly enough, that weekend, it was like 56 degrees at night out there, and it was 56 back here. We had that one of those weird warm snaps. But, uh, but no, it was it was beautiful. It was a lot of fun to be there, really interesting uh, culture there, college sports. We actually got to go to an Arizona State basketball game and, um, you know, see a, a real big Division One college crowd. It was a lot of fun. Um, the arena... Leave something to be desired, and the Arizona State team knows that. Their their coach talked to us about that before the game. That you know it's something we're working on. Once they can get the arena in place, that's a big piece of it. But I tell you, there, there's a culture there for that team, and it's something that grew out of them being uh, a very successful club team for a lot of years. That it's not like this is a program that is is brand new, you know, still unwrapping everything. That they've been there for a while, and they were a competitor on a national level in the, at that club level. Um, so now it's just transitioning to D1, getting those recruits to come in. So 
So, uh, but it was a lot of fun, a really unique experience to be uh, to be in that place. You know, obviously hockey's been played in, in sunshine for, for a long time now. They've they've had it in, in, in all those places, but it's interesting out there because they're in kind of an island when it comes to college hockey. There isn't another program anywhere near them, so it's kind of the only game in town. It's really interesting to see how they do it. So that was going to be my question before we break here, which I know we do have to break, but. Uh, Knowing now that they, you know, it's been announced, they're going to get the new rink, okay? That, I think, changes uh, their situation drastically. What happens with them as far as getting into a conference? Because now that's the next step. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably something that any conference that's looking at them is waiting to see, okay, you've got to show us that you've got a building where all of our programs are going to want to go. Um, once that building comes around, I, I'm sure there's going to be a conference answer for them. I don't know which one makes the most sense. I think hockey thought it on it. I'll tell you the truth. I've heard people talk about them coming to Hockey East, and that's really fun. But we did that with Notre Dame. I don't love different that. story, though. I think different story. I think that's. I think that's really hard to do to a team. And nobody, it's not, nobody, nobody wants to go to South Bend in the middle of the winter. Everybody wants to go to Arizona. Right. Well, if we move the entire league to Arizona and just play all the games in Arizona, then I'm all for it. That's okay with me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But you know, WCHA, whatever it's going to be, they'll find a conference home. And I tell you what, four or five years from now, that program's going to be really competitive. All right. Thanks a lot, Andy. Appreciate it. Now we get a good. Back to UMass Lowell Radio. Uh, have a good call the rest of the game and tomorrow as well. All right, thanks, guys. Good to see you. Andy Merritt, our guest here. The score after two. Merrimack two. UMass Lowell nothing. We're back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hawk.